And welcome back to another edition of the On the Board Sports Podcast. I am your host, Will Trucci, a.k.a. Will C, coming to you from Long Island, New York. It is Friday, March 31st, 2023. And we're going to make this a very special episode today. We're, I'm not going to go over what the Jets are going to do with Aaron Rodgers or what opening day has basically led to for the Yankees and the Mets. Uh, and even with the Islanders, too, winning in Washington after losing out against Buffalo and getting a point against Columbus on Friday, this past Friday. I'm not going to go about that. Today, you guys voted for an episode. I'm going to give you guys an episode totally dedicated on NHL arenas and where I've been over the course of five years of traveling, watching the Islanders play on the road, giving you my favorite arenas to the worst arenas, to the underrated arenas, to the overrated arenas, and everything in between. That's what this episode is going to be dedicated to today. And listen, again, I know people probably want to hear my takes on on some certain sports teams or on some certain sports moments that have happened. But let's just, I'll get to... I'll get back to that on Monday. Right now, today, I want to focus in on something that you guys voted for, and that's NHL arenas. Let's get right into it. So I have a criteria of how I rank arenas. And first off, with the arena itself, I look at the arenas, like my favorite arenas, and I got to say, they got to be either brand new, there's like... You know, the wide concourse is, it's not very packed. It's not, you know, it's not too uncomfortable. You know, you want to feel like you're at home. You want to feel like you're at your home arena watching your team play. And I'll be honest with you. There are some arenas that I looked at as far as the ones that were like really hyped up. And I was square, I got to say this, I was very, very disappointed in some of these arenas. Now, at that same token, I was also like very blown away by how some of these arenas are at this point. And, you know, also like I don't really eat at arenas. I usually eat before the games. I don't drink uh, alcohol. So I've, you know, back. Prior to the pandemic, I was, I guess, kind of a drinker, you could say, but not like one of those full-blown alcoholics where you see me at a bar. No, it would be one of those types of deals where it's, all right, you know, I'll have a couple of drinks and for the night, and that would be it. And, you know, I just, I look at it, and I just say to myself, you know, okay, it could be a little bit better, you know, with, with the food selection, everything like that. Um, and then there's also the city, too, like where where it is. So that also comes into play here as well. Like where, where it is on a map, is it very accessible to get to? Is it very, you know, very easy to get to as well. So we'll get into all of that. And let's start off here because people want to hear about the best. I'm going to start off here with the worst. So the worst arena is to me, in my opinion, are the ones that are really, and I mean really bad, really, really awful. 
So, for example, I look at the worst arenas, and keep in mind when I I'll put Arizona on this list too because Mullet Arena. I've never been there. I was supposed to go in December. I wound up catching COVID, but I was at Gill River Arena back in 2020 on President's Day. And the Islanders, they wound up losing that game against Arizona. I think Anthony Beauvillier wound up getting a tip and goal in that game. But regardless, they wound up losing that game. And I could give you the arenas right now that are considered F to me. So Arizona, Gill River Arena, you know, outside Westgate, they got the – before they moved, Westgate's pretty cool, how they got all the out malls over there and stuff, and how they got the football stadium right across the street. But other than that, you know, it's nothing really special to talk about. Gill River really wasn't anything at all to to come home about, something that I I didn't really like. Um, definitely out of the way, like from the airport per se, having the drive outside of Phoenix to get to Glendale, definitely not the you know, not one of the greatest places to have an arena. You know, it's not close to an airport at all. Uh, so, and just, it's the Coyotes. You know, I know that Gary Bettman wants to grow something there. I get that. I understand it, but it's one of the Gila River River. Yeah. Gila River Arena, if I'm pronouncing it right, I apologize. But there's a reason why they moved out. Not the friendliest of venues. I could say that. Um Moving along on the list, I got Buffalo. Buffalo to me, like their concourse, their main concourse, very nice, very nice. Their team store was good, but outside of that, outside of those two things, and I get it gets cold up there, 100%. That's why you got the main concourse as big as it is, along with the team store, so that way people can spend their money on some Sabres merchandise. But when I look at the whole arena as as a whole, it's not the prettiest place for an NHL building. It's not. It's too spacious on the inside. It's way too big on the inside. I I don't understand how sound could be kept in there. And with the attendance issues, the way how they've been over the course of time, I don't understand how there hasn't been a new arena yet for the Buffalo Sabres. Very old, very 90s-like on the concourses on the inside as well. It definitely needs some sort of renovations. But outside of the main concourse, it's not that pretty of an arena. And very uncomfortable seats, I might add, too. All right, moving on. We got the Carolina Hurricanes, PNC Arena. Talk about a dump. And I know what people are saying. Well, you're an Islander fan. You've been to Nassau Coliseum. Nassau Coliseum, before everything got renovated, you know, that place was a dump. But you know what? It was small. At least you had a hotel right across the street. If you had to take care of your business, number one or number two, tailgating, you could go into the Marriott. You can hang out. You could relax. You know, you could get warmed up a little bit. PNC's got nothing. And I understand that the weather's warm outside, but let's say if there's nothing going on or the weather's horrible, where are you staying? You know, really no public transportation. I understand that you're on a college campus, but in all honesty, you know, the arena itself, like we talk about Buffalo being like a 90s arena. And I understand too that there's some renovations coming in. I understand that the Caniacs 
are very passionate about their hockey team. They are. They're one of the more passionate fan bases in the league. But their arena is just god-awful. Their arena is just god-awful. It's, it's definitely like, I could say that the Bridgeport Arena is better than PNC Arena. It fits a lot of people, and it's definitely very noisy in there. That I'll give them. But outside of like that, it's just not there. So the renovations have to come soon for the Hurricanes. And it's definitely one of the more one of the more uglier arenas in the National Hockey League. All right, moving on. We got the Canucks. I can't believe I'm saying this because Vancouver is a beautiful city. And I was there in January, was there with my girlfriend and with a couple of friends. It's a beautiful city. They're a very passionate fan base. And on a Tuesday night, they sold out Rogers Arena against the Islanders on a Tuesday night. And I understand there's nothing on, nothing going on because they had the Grizzlies about 23 years ago. They wound up losing them to Memphis. And they got nothing going on the city for sports teams. But the arena could be a little bit better. Um, when I go in there, no escalators, no nothing. Very, very lackluster, if you will. And the one thing that kills it for me, as far as an arena goes, is the fact that in a very hockey-friendly town, you got to have at least some sort of wider concourses. And not only that, on the first bowl, on the first bowl of seating in the main area, you cut that off for reserved seating and for a club. Why do you do that? I don't get it. I don't understand it. I think to me, the whole point of going to an arena, an away arena anyway, is to experience everything. And seeing the way how the Vancouver Canucks Arena is, Rogers Arena, it's not that nice of a building to begin with. It's not. Can it get loud in there? Of course it can. But it's just like Carolina. And it's just like, you know, it could be like Buffalo to that extent. The seats were uncomfortable there. Um, the one good thing about it was their team store. Their team store is one of the best in the league, no doubt. And I got to say, you know, after going over to like all these other arenas, I thought maybe, you know, the bathroom situation too would be a little bit better. But I guess it's unique in the sense where it's on like the second level. I wasn't used to that. And like I said before, having no escalators in there either or no modern amenities doesn't help out much. It's like a 90s arena. It's just like PNC arena. You know, definitely, definitely something that it could be a lot better. Put it to you that way. For a place that was made in the 90s, you think it could be made a little bit better. But no, it, it's not. It's it's a piece of shit. And then finally, on the Fs, on the Fs, the last team on here, the Ottawa Senators, Canadian Tire Center. I've talked with some Senators fans, and the Senators fans, they cannot wait for the Leperton Flats to be built. They cannot wait for that arena to be built. 
because they have an exciting team. They have a young team. And not only that, but their fans are very passionate. Now, where their arena is right now, it's in the middle of nowhere. You know, people want to shit on Long Island. People want to shit on the Coliseum. You talk about Ottawa being the capital of Canada, and yet it's on the outskirts. The team is playing on the outskirts of the capital city. It's amazing. It's really amazing. So when I look at everything that's going on with Ottawa itself and being the capital and being everything, I mean, the same thing, like I said, with Vancouver, how you cut off, you cut off the, the lower bowl and you have special seating and you have security standing over there. For what reason? Again, you want to make this a great place. You want to make this a great place to watch a game. And it could get loud in there. Now, when I went back in November, it was a 5 o'clock start. And the only reason why it was a 5 o'clock start was because of the fact that Daniel Alfredson was getting inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. A great honor bestowed to a guy that spent nearly, or not nearly, but all of his career in Ottawa. Their team store could have been better. The concourses are small. It's definitely like one of those 90s type of arenas for sure. Place was a disaster. It was a dump. And it was not one of the front. And the seat, the seating arrangement itself was absolutely horrible going there. So I would not recommend go, going to Canadian Tire Center. Uh, you know, if you're willing to you know, drive 20 minutes out of your way from the capital, go for it. But it's one of those places where I wouldn't go back. It's definitely one of those places where I wouldn't go back. Vancouver, I go back to because Vancouver is a beautiful city. It's just a disaster of an arena. But Ottawa itself, I would not go back for a Senators game. Not even if it was the final year Canadian Tire Center. I would go back there. So those are my F tiers. Those are my F teams in the F tier. Let's go. You know, I have these four teams as and these four arenas as an overrated type of uh, arena. And three of them are an original six team, along with one of them hoisting the Stanley Cup in the past five years. Let's start off here with the team that I despise, New York Rangers. And where they play at, Madison Square Garden. People call it the most famous arena in the world. It's not. You want to talk about most famous arena in the world the past 20 years? Go to Crypto.com Arena Staples Center in Los Angeles. It's a little bit bland. But you know what? The past 20 years, Staples Center has hosted way more events that have been memorable during the course of time. And people still hang on here to 94, 99, and 72, 73 with the Knicks and 94 with the Rangers. So, you know, I have no issue with the Garden as far as college basketball goes. There's been a lot of history there. A lot of history with the concerts, wrestling, and the college basketball. 
But outside of that, the Rangers, who, let's think about it like this, right? There have been four Madison Square Gardens. Four Madison Square Gardens. They had to knock down the original Penn Station. They had to knock down the original Penn Station for the garden right that's up right now. The circus took precedent over the Stanley Cup final back in the late 50s, early 60s. Right? We hear about, oh, we're, you know, Ranger fans, oh, we're an original six team. We're considered the best. All that entitlement bullshit. Okay, all that entitlement bullshit means nothing at the end of the day. When your franchise has won four Stanley Cups in almost 100 years, and you've won one Stanley Cup, one, since 1940. The fan base is entitled. I don't care what anybody says. And people want to shit on the Islanders because they had a fake owner, because of the fact that they played at the Coliseum, because of the fact that they, they're little, quote-unquote, little brother. But when you see some of the things that have gone on over the course of time, when it comes to being a Ranger fan and being a Nick fan, they should not be talking. And their arena is the exact same thing. Outside of three things that I mentioned before, concerts, wrestling, college basketball, and the roof, and you want to throw in the Chase Bridge as well, and that's only because of the fact that it was a renovation that got them that Chase Bridge. There's really nothing special about the garden. There's really nothing special about the garden at all. An overpriced ticket just to get in. You're paying at least an arm and a leg to get crappy seats. And you're being blocked by the Chase Bridge in that sense. And it's a corporate atmosphere. It's not lively in there at all whatsoever. Again, college basketball, lively. Because you have college fans that are very, very passionate about their teams that are in there. No doubt. Wrestling fans, the same thing. Concerts, the same thing. The Ranger fan, though, very silent. And all I got to hear about, too, Poppin' socks. I got to hear Poppin' socks. It's Poppin' socks. S-O-C-K-S now. Okay? And if you want to go one further, Poppin's Cups. So, very simple about that. Um, You know, just a very overrated place. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt about it. There's nothing special about the garden. Nothing. And James Nolan owns it. So, that's even more of a disaster. Uh... as to why the place is an overrated building. It's a corporate atmosphere. MSG is a corporate atmosphere. Looking at my list right now, as far as overrated places, Toronto, I had high expectations about Toronto too. 
where to begin on this one. The place was built in the late 90s, known as Air Canada Center. Growing up, having watched NBA action all the time and watching Vince Carter, you know, basically he built that place. He did. And I understand that it's a hockey town, but as an American growing up, basketball was supreme here. And Vince Carter was one of those guys. But when I went there for the Islanders-Leafs game back in 2020, you know, paid an arm in the lake for a ticket. And I'll be honest with you, it's not, it's not that pretty of an arena. It's definitely one of those places that could be a lot better per se. Um, I was not impressed by it at all whatsoever. Was not impressed. I did not come away saying, wow, this place is great. Very spacious on the inside. And for starters, you know, when you look at an arena, you want to have that homey type of feel to it. It did not feel comfortable at all. I love the, the one thing that I loved about Scotiabank Arena now is the fact that you have the bars in front of you in the upper decks. So that way you don't fall down because of how steep the building is. But outside of that, it makes it feel small. And I, again, you won't ever see me in that arena unless it was for an Islanders game. Outside of that, I would not want to go back up there for anything other than a other than an Islander game. It's just an overrated place to watch a game. It, you know, same thing, corporate crowd. You know, you're paying an arm and a leg for a ticket. You know, the facilities, they could be a lot better. They're not for how much the team probably makes, the Maple Leafs make and the Raptors make. They could put money back into the arena. It's not good. Um, and then we finally end up here with the Bruins on the overrated part. Now, I went when there was construction. Uh, it looked kind of new. Concourses were very small. Bathrooms, very small. The arena itself and the fans, the Bruin fans, very passionate, very loud. But it was an ugly arena. It was like going to the garden in that sense. Very small. Very small. Not spacious. Um, the seats... I was not impressed. I was not blown away by the arena. They're passionate. Bruins fans are. They're very loud. But, again, it's the same thing. Almost like a corporate-style type of feel to it. Just not a fan of it. I love everything on the outside, though, how they got all the businesses on the outside. I love same thing. That's another thing, too, with Madison Square Garden. I will say, like, I know the area. I know the area pretty good. I worked around Penn, worked over at Hudson Yards, worked over at Two Manhattan West. And I got to say, you know, it's, you know, if you know the area well, all right, that helps you. But, you know, having the, having the arenas and stuff there, you know, having the, uh, not the arenas there, having like the restaurants, the bar scene, everything like that helps out to an extent but inside 
Not my cup of tea. Could be a lot better. Put it to you that way. Could be a lot better as far as uh, an overrated building goes. And then finally on the overrated part, I got to go with the Capitals. I was there for game four of the Stanley Cup final in 2018. I was blown away by how many people were outside of it uh, watching the game and being on the inside watching game four of that Stanley Cup final with my with my close friend, Mikey. I got to admit, you know, I, I was – I looked at the arena. I'm saying to myself, like, all right, you know, this is pretty cool having it here. We want the Cup. And the following game, the Capitals won it all. But after going down there again, it reminded me a lot of Carolina from the standpoint of it's like a mid two thousand it's like an early early two thousands, late nineties type of building. Same thing with Vancouver. You think that they would put in some more money into a little bit of like a renovation. It's it's nowhere as near as nice as let let's say like, you know, like a, a, a nine a two thousands arena. That got built up like the devil, like the devils or, you know, American Airlines Center. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. But, you know, it's just not not a pretty, pretty place to watch a game. Could tell you that right now. Definitely an overrated place. Concourses, again, are small where it is. Yeah, you're over by, you know, you're over by all the touristy spots. But also, too, it's not really in the nicest of places, put it to you that way. So I think that that place is overrated, whatever they call it now. I call it the Verizon Center, you know, or Capital One Arena, whatever you call it, or MCI Arena, whatever it is now. It's an overrated place to watch game. It is. Definitely, I don't think you'll catch me there again either. Um, Let's go to the meh arenas. The Met arenas to me are like, you go, you watch a game, meh, meh. You know that that's that's what that's what it is meh. So, my meh arenas are San Jose, St. Louis, Philadelphia, Florida, the Panthers, where the Panthers play. Now, people could give that place enough, but I kind of like that place a little bit more, but it's a meh type of arena. Meh. We got the Avs, we got the Ducks, and we got the Blackhawks, along with the Kings. Staples Center. Very disappointed in Staples Center. That could be in an overrated building, but growing up as a Laker fan, seeing... Let's start off here with the Kings first. Because I did two nights. I did a Laker game last year, and I did the Islanders... And Kings at Staples Center or Crypto.com Arena. I call it Staples still. But I was not impressed by that arena. I was not. I thought that for the Kings, being where they were, how many cups they've won over the course of the past 10 years, and what the Lakers have done at that point in time as well, in that arena, five championships in a matter of 10 years, you would think that maybe they would go out there and put some money into this place. Maybe they would, you know, fund fund the city a little bit of money and be like, hey, 
Staples Center. You know, let's redo it here a little bit. But now you get a – the team store is small. The concourses are smaller. Very surprised about that. Um, I looked at, you know, just the, the concessions. Nothing really crazy to look at. Very, very, very sterile. Like almost like a hospital. Like I was going into a hospital. That's what that place reminded me of. It was like going into a hospital. And I was, I got it. Like I said before, I watched a shit ton of Laker games when I was younger. Would buy NBA League Pass to watch the Lakers. And the Clippers. And to be there to experience that, not not the not the not the best. But I'll admit, on the, even the bowl on the inside, big. You could fit Nassau Coliseum into Staples Center. That's how big the bowl is. But I'm not. I wasn't blown away by it. Very disappointed uh, in that arena. The only thing that I liked about it was the fact that on the and during the pregame, you could go walk around anywhere you wanted in the bowl. That's the one thing that I liked about it. You could go down to the glass for warm-ups. You could go walk around the center over by center ice and by half court for the Laker games. And nobody's going to question you at all pregame. Where's your ticket? You don't you want to be home again. That's the one thing about Staples Center that I really liked about it was the fact that you kind of felt like you were home in that sense. But regardless, I personally was really disappointed in Staples Center a lot. Very, very disappointed from that from that uh, standpoint. Let's stick here with the California teams. And we'll we'll go off here with the Sharks. The Sharks, to me, SAP Center, definitely a, you could say wide concourses. You could say one level type of, uh, of a place where you're not walking up and down, which is great. You don't need, es- they give you the escalators to go up the one, to the one area, which is fantastic. That's something that you want to see in, in an arena that was built in the late 80s, I guess, early 90s. But, like, outside of that, you know, it's not, like, the best arena. And it, it's like when you go in, it's like, meh. You know, it, it is what it is. But definitely wasn't blown away by that. Definitely reminded me a lot of the Coliseum with how small it was. So there, there was that. Definitely a small arena. It gives off that small arena type of vibe to it. And then, speaking of the Coliseum, the Honda Center, probably the best out of all three arenas in California. Floors are almost like you're in a fancy home. Realistically speaking, their team store, one of the best. I know I talked about Vancouver having one of the best team stores. Anaheim's team store was actually very, very good. I love the fact that in Anaheim, you could go outside and you could, you know, talk and hang out a la what the Heineken Terrace is like and what the, you know, what Tampa has at that point in time. 
You could go walk around, you know, wide concourses to that extent. But on the inside, it's meh. It is what it is there. But, you know, I, I look at, too, like the other arenas that I got over here that I didn't mention yet, the Blues. Not impressed. I'm surprised that they got an all-star game there. Definitely felt like on the inside, like, you know, you could use a little bit of a renovation there. Concourse is definitely small. Uh, they got escalators, which is great, no doubt, but wasn't impressed with their arena. Philadelphia, with all the renovations that they've done, it's up there. It's nice, but it's not one of those arenas where I would want to go back to. It definitely has like a gringy type of feel to it. And on the inside, it leaves you at meh. It's the same thing. What am I going to do? You know, you got all the arcade stuff in there. And the concourses are sort of somewhat wide, but it leaves you at meh. You know, Florida, say the same thing. Florida, now, Florida reminded me a lot of Arizona, where you got all the malls right across the street. You walk in, and you got to walk up these stairs just to get to the arena. And for me, you know, with the hotel being across the way, we stayed at the Hilton where the Islanders stay at, my friend and I. We stayed over there. And we didn't really know that the Islanders were going to be there at that point. But that this was two years ago. But the arena on the inside, the bowl itself, could use a lot of work, could use a lot of renovations, if you will. The concourse is definitely wide. Not going to take away from that. And it's a cheap ticket to get. I understand why it's a cheap ticket to get. But for me personally, I look at Florida. It's a meh for me. It could be a lot worse. It could be a little bit better, but it's perfectly rated at meh. So we we got that. And then finally, we look at the... We got two more teams left here on the meh. I know. Put that on a shirt. Meh. We got the Avalanche. Bell Ball Arena or whatever they call it now. I used to call it Pepsi Center back in the day. It's it's nothing pretty. It's nothing to come home to at that point. It's an average arena. It's very big. It's very spacious on the inside of the team stores. It's small. The concourses could be better. But it's a meh arena to me. I did not come blown away. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It comes away as a meh. Type of arena. Same thing with United Center in Chicago. Definitely a meh type of arena as well. Look, love the escalators, small concourse on the upstairs. But when you look at the team history of the Chicago Blackhawks and of the Chicago Bulls, you think that maybe they put a statue of Scottie Pippen on the outside too, or maybe a Phil. You know, maybe where's one of Jerry Krause when, when we're at it? Instead, you get one statue of Michael Jordan, and you get the other one of, uh, I guess, the whole father, you know, and you get, uh, you know, Stan Makita outside as well, but you had Jordan's on the inside. I mean, you know, what are you doing there? If you're going to do that, you got to have all three of them on the, on the inside. You can't just have the hockey guys on the outside. You have the greatest of all time, the greatest basketball player 
to ever lace them up on the inside. No, you got to have these Chicago icons together on the inside. You know, there's no, there's no other way of putting it. And then we look at too, like, you know, the, the bathroom's small to that extent. The inside, it could get done up a little bit better. You know, the concourses come off as like the mid mid nineties, the way how it was built. Definitely a lot of history in there as far as the, you know, the winning goes with the Bulls winning their second three-peat and the Blackhawks winning in 2010, 13, and 15. But regardless or not, it's just the place comes off as a meh, sterile arena in that sense. So those are my meh arenas. And then we go on from the 15 to 11 range. Now, a lot of people commented this on Twitter, and we'll start off here with speaking of the comments, the Flames, the Saddle Dome. Now, people mentioned, well, why do you, you know, you're going to say, you talk about all these other arenas being meh and overrated. The Saddle Dome is one of the ugliest arenas in the league. And it's one of the oldest arenas in the league, and yet you have it as a 11 to 15? Why? I'll tell you why. I love the history behind the Saddle Dome. I love the design of the Saddle Dome. I love the fact that there's very few there's very few premium seats and boxes on the lower end and everything else is general admission seating. And I love the fact that there's no escalators in there. It's old school. It's an old school arena. And it kept true to its form. Now, yes, they do need a new arena. The Flames do, absolutely. But you enjoy the hell out of out of a place that was built in the early 80s. You enjoy the hell out of it. It contradicts to what I said before, yeah, to that extent. But the buildings, these buildings that were built in, you know, the 90s. And you're, you know, you got the Saddle Dome in, in the 15 range. The concourses, they are what they are. You know, the bowl itself is pretty cool. You got people still hand-operating the lights in that arena and it gets loud in there and it gets loud in there there's not to me there's not one bad seat in that place it's to me like it's an old school arena i mean yeah you talk about where the general seating is and you got the you got the press box if you will, where they call the games in the gondola. But for me, man, like, that place is special. Like, that's what an arena should be like. You have very few premium seating, and you have everybody else general seating. That's the way how it should be. Not having one big lower bowl, and then you have a lesser upper bowl. The Saddle Dome is built perfectly in my opinion i love the saddle dome love the saddle dome and i love where it is too right off of stampede park you don't got to walk far for a train the hotel yeah it's a little bit far a little out of the way sure 
But you know what? At the end of the day, Calgary's a good town. It's a good city. A very good city. I have nothing wrong with the Saddle Dome at all whatsoever. Yeah, there could be renovations, but you know what? We'll wait for the new we'll wait for a new arena to come along. That place I would love to go back to. Saddle Dome is like one of honestly, that place is an underrated arena for me. I love that place. Moving on, we go from, and this is in any order, by the way. This isn't like from the worst to the best, like one, actual, like one, two, three, four, five. This is in any order. So, <clears throat> you know, going in, got the, you know, we got the wild, was there on St. Patty's Day, loved it, no doubt about it. One of the better arenas in the league. No doubt. A little bit spacious. The seats are definitely comfortable up there when you're watching a game. And there's not a bad seat in that house up in Minnesota. And oh, by the way, you got all the bars and stuff right over there. You got Mickey's, the the, the diner where they had uh, the Mighty Ducks in that close by. So you're getting some good food options there. Uh, you got bars, restaurants right down the block. Again, good good things are going on over there as well. It's a very happening block where XL Energy Center is. And you never know who you're going to run into, you know, player-wise. Because Minnesota is the land of a thousand lakes, and it's the U.S. capital of hockey. It is, no doubt about it. I don't need to say anything more or anything less. I love XL Energy Center. It's definitely in my top 15 for sure. All right, moving on. We got the we'll we'll stick around speaking of hockey teams hockey teams that are dominant uh in their history. We'll go with the Montreal Canadiens. Now, when I look at Bell Center, Bell Center, I love the vibe of it. The arena itself reminds me of TD Garden, but I could do I could do this and I could tell you, you got to go for the vibe. You got to go for the vibe. The outside of it is great. I love the fact that they honor their history and how they have the statues of all their greats on the outside. Love that 100%. I love the fact, too, that, you know, on the inside, the French, the French language is the predominant language in Montreal. So you feel like a foreigner up there. And I, <laughs> I honestly loved it. I loved being up in Montreal, just hearing the French language as a primary language up there. Pretty unbelievable. Wee oui, wee. Oui. You know, and then uh, you know, just the just the game, just the game presentation alone, I thought was phenomenal. I thought it was great. Uh having to hear their organist play. They the organist up there is like a legend. She owns her own, I don't want to pronounce her name wrong. Diane or Diane, however you pronounce it in French, Babood. If I'm pronouncing your name wrong, I'm sorry, but that's just me. Um, great job, great job of playing the organ, one of the best. And what more can I say about going to a Habs game? That's like my favorite, as far as like an overall experience. That's number one to me going to a Montreal Canadiens game. That's number one. But arena-wise, it it it's an older place. 
the beams, you're walking down. If you're a tall guy, you have to, you know, watch your head. Uh, you know, team stores, very small concourses are very small. Reminded me a lot of TD Garden from that sense and standpoint. But if we're looking at an overall vibe and seeing how they celebrate their history, Montreal's number one for me as far as just the history and how they celebrate hockey and how they celebrate their team. No doubt about it. And I wish that the Yankees would do a little bit more of that as far as a baseball perspective would go and how they would, you know, celebrate the old Yankee Stadium right across the street a little bit more, but they don't do that, and it's a shame. So I love the vibe coming from Montreal for sure. Definitely in my top 15 arenas. Pittsburgh, I hate the horn. I hate the horn with the passion. The toot, toot, toot. And you hear, let's go, pens. Toot, toot, toot. Hate that horn. Hate that horn with the passion. But the arena itself, it's an okay arena. But everything that they've done, you know, I've heard they re-renovated it. I love the sight lines from the upper bowl. I love the fact that, you know, it's in walking distance of hotels. It's got, you know, food options. You're in the middle of everything in Pittsburgh. And, you know, they celebrate their history too, to an extent. Love the fact that they got Mario Lemieux, uh, his wall out there. Great job by by the franchise. Um, going around the kind of, I guess you could say, a very, very spacious concourse. Uh, to that extent, their team store is pretty big. The bathrooms aren't that bad. I, again, like I said before, I'm not going to be one of those guys that's going to be picking out in an arena because of how expensive it is in said arena. But I personally liked uh, PPP, Jane, PPP, PPP, yeah, it's a tongue twister. PP, PPP paints or whatever. Arena PPG. I just call it the paint can. I like the paint can. So it's definitely in my top 15 for sure. And then my final one in this one, again, it's not in any order, but I loved Winnipeg. I loved Winnipeg. Now, Winnipeg, where it is, not the nicest of places. Definitely comes off as a rough and downtown, I guess, if you could say that, but if it's cold out and you gotta take those bridges, do it. You never know who you're gonna run into. Um, I personally loved the fact that it's like Nassau Coliseum. It's small, it's up to date. You know, it definitely has that vibe to it. Yeah, concourses are packed, but they're very passionate fans up there. They love their jets. And it can get loud in there. It's def it definitely has that home ice feel to it. And it's one of the hardest places to get to, no doubt. But it's definitely worth the money to go and watch a game up in Winnipeg. So MTS Bell Center or whatever you call it, definitely a place to go to. It's definitely in my top 15. I suggest you go. You'll love it. You'll love the feel. You'll love the vibe of it. You're there to watch a hockey game. There's nothing like, oh, I got to go to the suite. I got to go down. They don't really check you for a ticket at all during warm-ups. You go down. You have a good time. You support your team. And that's it. You know, that's what you want to see from 
the fan bases from not from the fan base, but from, you know, the ushers not being dicks. That's something that you want to see. All right. Moving on in the top 10. I got Dallas, Nashville, Jersey, Tampa, Vegas, and Columbus. Ironically enough, all these buildings were built up like in the late 90s, mid-2000s, early 2000s. So let's start off here with the Dallas Stars. And Dallas, the Dallas Stars, their fans, you know, could say what you want about them, not knowing their, their hockey. They have a great building. Same thing with the Mavericks because both of them play there. It's a beautiful building. The concourses there are not too big, but they're not too small. The bathroom situation could be a little bit better, but it could be a little bit worse. The thing that really gets me is the fact that you feel like you're at a train station. You feel like you're at a a fancy type of house, I guess, in that sense, where you're going in and your next destination is to watch a game. And it gets you off of what your problems are at that point in time. That's what I love about uh, American Airlines Center. It's a beautiful place to watch a game, no doubt. It feels like you're at home. You know, you're at a fancy house. And it's a great, like I said, it's a great vibe in there. It's def- And whenever the Dallas Stars, they score their goal, they have their own Dallas Stars theme song. That's great. I love that. You know? Talk about team pride right there. That's pretty cool. And the arena, you know, it's not that old. So that's pretty cool within, within you know, within that. Place is built in the early 2000s. It's got escalators. It's got elevators. It's got everything you want. You know, it's, it's definitely a spacious place on the inside. But I was kind of blown away by it just on how intimate the concourses are. From that standpoint, makes you feel like you're at home too. All right, moving along, we got the National Predators. Predators, they've been voted as the best arena. Now, over that course of time, you could say that there are other teams that have played uh, hockey in that sense, and they have better arenas. We'll get to them in a minute. But you know, with the way how they have the stairs, how it's accessible. The escalators, how it's accessible, you know, it's a very small, if you look at it from the outside, it looks big, but on the inside, it doesn't feel big and it feels like you're, you're at home, makes you feel like you're at home. I love that place. I would definitely go back and where they have all their bars and stuff on the outside, beautiful place. Beautiful place, downtown Nashville, nothing like it. I would definitely go back there. I have no complaints about Nashville at all whatsoever. Just a great place to watch hockey. And you never would think that, like in the music capital right there, country music capital, hockey is supreme. Pretty crazy, but it's the truth. Great place to watch game. And, you know, the fans, they... They have fun with it. So that's the main thing you want to see. Um, Tampa. Tampa Bay. I hate the team, but I love their arena. It's so nice. I love the fact that 
they have the outdoor venue. And when it's like 80 degrees out, you can go out there and really enjoy the weather uh, during an intermission. And then you could go over and you could just basically, you know, you could watch the game from inside. I love the fact that they got the Tampa Bay Lightning right where right where their logo is and how it's open uh, on the one side of the ice. And you got the organist over there too playing his organ. Very, very unique. Um, the concourse is a little bit small but not too big. Love the outside portion of Amelie Arena. Uh how they have the plaza there, how they have live bands playing there. And you could just walk over there. You got the river walk right over there as well. A great place to watch a game, no doubt about it. Uh, moving along, it's definitely in my top 10 for sure. Uh, moving along, we got the Devils Prudential Center, the Rock. A great place to watch a game. Wide concourses. Love the escalators. Their team store could be a little bit better, but that's all right. You know, it's a great, not a bad seat in the house. And I got to tell you, you know, you know, you go to the suites, you go to, you know, the upper, in the upper concourse. It's not that, it's not that packed. The lower bowl, it's not packed at all, really. It's very wide down there. Um, You know, it's a very nice place to watch a game. Albeit it's in Newark, but it's a very nice place to watch a game, no doubt. Definitely in my top 10. And then we'll leave off here with these two. Vegas, Y Concourse is brand new, right off the strip. Bathrooms are very nice. Team store is nice. Not a bad seat in the house. The entertainment in there, very nice. The acoustics are very, very nice. You know, they know how to put on a show in Vegas. They really do. I'm blown away still by it. Got to go back there for a game. But I was blown away, no doubt. And then finally, Columbus in the top 10. Columbus, to me, underrated city. It's a college city. Ohio State dominates there. The Buckeyes reign supreme. But when you're looking at hockey, the arena is a beautiful place to watch a game. It's small, it's intimate, it's brand new. You know, it has that vibe to it. Concourses are wide. You know, you go in, you're, you're, you're left speechless of how nice an arena that place is. No doubt. And then you look at it on the outside too. Really nothing, there, there's a lot of stuff going on, on on the one strip. You could walk down. You got the hotel right over there. It's close. It's definitely in my top 10. I would definitely go back to Columbus in a heartbeat. All right, now for the best. And there's only four arenas that are the best. I mentioned it on here on social media. I'm going to go right now off, and this is in no order. You got the Kraken, you got the Islanders, you got the Red Wings, and you got the Edmonton Oilers. Those are the premier, those are the premier four arenas in the National Hockey League. Right there, and in all of sports, and let's let's start off here with the Islanders, just to get them out of the way. Beautiful new building after what they've went through over the course of time. The fan base deserves everything and more. Bathroom lines, there are no bathroom lines at UBS Arena. 
beautiful state-of-the-art place. No doubt the suites are beautiful. The upper bowl is beautiful. The lower bowl is beautiful. I have no problems with UBS at all whatsoever. Now, people are going to complain about, oh, it's out of the way. I've heard it from very, very famous fans that have come and watched hockey at UBS. Oh, it's out of the way. I'm not going to mention names. It's out of the way. The train station, why do they have the bus taking you to, you know, to there? It's a walk. It's a hike. And all I got to say is you got to have patience. There's going to be a hotel there within the next couple of years. There's going to be, you know, shopping and food a la what the Panthers have across the street from Florida Live uh, Arena and what the Coyotes had at Westgate. But regardless, it's going to happen. And it's going to be state-of-the-art and it's going to be a beautiful place. If not, it's already a beautiful place as it is. And for the people out there that are, that, that are complaining about this arena, guys, Islander fans have been wanting a new arena for the past 25, 30 years. That's basically my lifetime. And for, for many fans' lifetimes. And we're going to complain about this place because of where it is, really? I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to have the Lighthouse Project, you know, approved, but you can thank Kate Murray in Nassau County for that. But the team didn't leave. You know, after going through the Barclays Center, having to go back and forth with Nassau and the Barclays Center, and then finally having this, having this here, and we're still complaining about this place. Come on, guys. We can be a lot better than that. This place is beautiful. It's state-of-the-art. You know, it is, without a doubt, one of the best arenas, if not the best arena in the league. And I don't like toot my own horn on that one for being an Islander fan. But the place came out beautiful, no doubt. No doubt about it. All right, moving on. Got Detroit. Detroit, to me, talk about wide concourses. Talk about, like, very futuristic feeling. Like, you're almost like seeing the upper bowl as a blimp in that sense. The seating is very steep. It's very, very close seating, if you will, it, whenever you go to Little Caesars Arena. That's a place I go back to without a shadow of a doubt. The bathroom situation could be a little bit better. Uh, you know, the team store, definitely big in that sense. Uh, you know, the food, again, I don't really go to these stadiums and critique on food. That's not me. I'll go and I'll go to a local establishment and purchase food there. But regardless or not, Detroit, they celebrate their history. They got the Gordy House statue on the inside. They got upstairs, you know, the history of the, the Bad Boy Pistons and even the 2004 Pistons winning it all. They got the history of the Red Wings, too, winning all the Cups, along with the recent ones from 2008, the, the 90s dynasty that they Stevie Iserman and Chris Osgood, you know, all that. Definitely interesting. That's one of my favorite arenas, no doubt about it. Um, and then finally, you know, these two. I'll leave off here with Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. The renovations that they've done on that arena, unbelievable. The concourse is on the inside, wide, very new. Um, 
you know, on the top ball, yeah, it cuts off. But you know what? Ultimately, that's just that's just part of the arena in itself where, you know, it's not like you're getting cut off because of a club. No, it's just the seating style. And with the way how the arena is, I have no problems with it. I love the two scoreboards. I love that. It's a unique feature of the arena itself. Uh, you know, I just love it. I love that place. And it's just in the middle of a neighborhood, which is even better. And you're right down the block from the Space Needle. You, you know, you got downtown literally five minutes away. You got the monorail right there. It's a beautiful place to watch a game. I would definitely go back there. Definitely go back there. That's one of my favorites. And finally, my favorite. My favorite. Rogers Place up in Edmonton. And I'm not saying that just because of the fact that, oh, you know, my girlfriend's from Edmonton. No, I love that place. I love where that arena is. I love where where the arena was basically put at at that point in time. You, you know, you got all the hotels and stuff in the middle of downtown. All Oilers fans go nuts for the Oilers. And it's, yeah, it's big. It's spacious on the inside, but it's very, very sleek. It's very futuristic. They celebrate their Oilers like there's no tomorrow up there. And the the, the concept of the ice district is my favorite how they have the arena on the outside, how they have the bridge crossing over their main street to get to the arena is something in itself. And you never know who you're going to run into. Like I ran into Trent Hunter, regular guy, regular guy, but he's, he's considered a, you know, a hero out in the Island, you know, pretty crazy, but here we are, you know, I wide concourses, the upper bowl could be a little bit better, but I digress. It's one of my favorite places to go to watch a game in the National Hockey League and maybe in all sports, to be honest. Seeing where where and what the Oilers bring to the table. And oh, by the way, they have their own practice facility on the inside of that of where they are. That's pretty freaking incredible. How it's right next door. And it's not like you're going out of the way. It's incredible. The place is absolutely nuts. If you haven't been to Rogers place yet, I suggest you go. You'll love it. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's pretty much about it. So, guys, I hope you enjoy this NHL arena talk. If you want to talk to me, please DM me online at you know, at Will Trucci on social media, on both Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow on the board sports, go do that on the board sports on Instagram and Twitter. You know where to find me. I could talk sports for, for all day. Just let me know. I'll talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll come back, make a, you know, a little week review of the Islanders, what the Jets are going to do and what the past couple of days of baseball have been like. By the way, pitch clock is awesome. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that as a spoiler right there. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out.